0: Hey, Bucks fans, make sure you go follow one of our sponsors, Split Ticks. Follow them on Twitter at S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. So what is Split Ticks? Well, you're able to reserve sports, concert, and other event tickets with a small deposit and pay off the rest in a flexible payment plan before your event date. So make sure you take advantage of that. And because you're a listener of the All Things Bucks podcast, you're able to use promo code All Buccaneers. Use that promo code and you will get a 10% discount on your purchase. Hey, and remember, go Bucks. Bucks fans, welcome back to the All Things Bucks podcast. This week we're getting real spooky. It's Halloween weekend. We're coming up. This is week eight. Our Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing the Cincinnati Bengals. They say who they, where they, but we don't care about they because we're coming in to take care of business this week up in Cincinnati. It's your co host, Corey J. CJ for podcast purposes. Follow me on Twitter at Corey J863.
1: And your co host, Corey Hayes. Follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes 407. Really
0: looking forward to this game before we jump into our preview of the game this weekend. Uh, this weekend, Halloween weekend, so got a lot going on for me personally. Going out to downtown Orlando, I got my Halloween costume fit ready. I will be showing that tomorrow. Be on the lookout for the tweets showing my Halloween fit. Really excited to go and have some fun with my friends. They got their outfits ready. We're going to have a blast in downtown Orlando. Really tired while doing this podcast, running a half marathon in a week actually in dover which is about 30 minutes a little past plant city um near brandon it's called the exterior wild horse so if there's any bucks fans who are runners who run half marathons marathon, holla at me make sure you slide in my dm man we can get together for a race in some time and we can get that thing going but corey what do you got planned for halloween weekend
1: so this weekend um Supposed to go to Hollow Scream up here at Bush Gardens in Virginia. Uh, don't know if that's going to happen because we have a nor'easter coming through for one day. Supposed to hit the whole northeast with rain and snow. We're just going to get rain. But other than that, I'm just chilling, watching some football, ready for some football this weekend.
0: Same here. It's Friday night as we record. So the Canes play tonight. Go Canes. I know Corey's a hater because he's a Florida State fan. I know they season over. I know they hating, but it's all good. Do you We're not anything?
1: that far behind you. We're not that far behind you. So We're we, we, we not going to talk about that.
0: We beat y'all. We beat y'all. <laughs> but it's going to be a great weekend for football. And let's talk about the topic at hand, our Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're actually going to start with the injury report. Corey, what do you see that stands out on the injury report for this week?
1: Buccaneers, players, Gerald McCoy and Vinny, McCurry, uh, Vinny Curry are both out once again with their respective injuries. Cincinnati Bengals, six players out on their injury report and some key players too. They got Giovanni Bernard, who is the backup running back to Joe Mixon. Vontaze perfect who people say is the most dirtiest player in the NFL, who is also out. Darquise Denard. Darquise Bernard, their cornerback, Tyler Croft, their tight end, John Ross, their speedy wide receiver who they got in the draft last year, and Nick Vigil, their linebacker, who's their second leading tackler. So there's six key players out for the Bengals in this game.
0: Yeah, the the injury bug has hit them pretty hard, and especially uh, with Vontaze Burfig out, um, even though he's labeled the dirty player, he's a really good player for them. You also have uh, Darquise Denard. He actually, he's a solid cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals. And we don't have to worry about John Ross taking the top off the defense. So that gives us an opportunity to breathe a little bit. But our defense needs to be fundamentally sound going into this game because they still have weapons on the offensive side of the ball.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, they have plenty of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And speaking of the offensive side of the ball for the Bengals, we'll go ahead and hop right into it. Bengals offense is ranked 25th in the NFL at 336 yards per game. Andy Dalton on the season has 1822 yards with a 63.6 completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. Joe Mixon has 386 yards and two touchdowns. A.J. Green has 611 receiving yards and five touchdowns. Tyler Boyd, their second receiver, has 482 yards and four touchdowns. And C.J. Uzoma, their tight end because Tyler Croft is out, has 184 yards and one touchdown.
0: I like that Tyler Boyd. He's been really good for them um, this year as their second option. In the offense, uh, another guy that will give me a scare this week, obviously A.J. Green. A.J. Green's gonna do what A.J. Green does. We're just gonna have to make sure we double him. Uh, we I don't want the Julio treatment. I want him double. because sometimes we will leave Julio by himself on it. I I don't know what. Well, you know what? We don't have Mike Smith no more.
1: <laughs> I won't say double him because we got we got Carlton Davis out there playing man coverage, so I won't say double him now.
0: Oh, you got high confidence in the rookie, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. I saw I saw some All-22 clips this week that, that gave me big confidence in him. He's growing up right before our eyes.
0: Well, if you got confidence in him, I got confidence in him. So hopefully he can lock down A.J. Green, limit him to um, a pedestrian game by his standards, and slow down his offense. And also, Joe Mixon. I was actually hoping... The Buccaneers drafted Joe Mixon. I know there was the controversy with him coming out of school, but it was years ago. We gave Jameis a chance. I think we should have gave Joe Mixon a chance because his talent is on display this season. He is really showing up. He can catch out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles. So he's a really good player. Um, So he's someone, if we're stopping the run, he's still going to be able to get his yardage by catching out of the backfield. So we have to make sure we have someone eyeing him at all times so as he can be a dangerous threat for their offense.
1: He is absolutely a dangerous threat, and that is why I have him on the majority of my fantasy teams. Um, I want him to put up some good numbers this week, but I don't want him to put up numbers that will have them win the game.
0: Same here. That's exactly how I'm looking at the game. Uh, so let's transition to our Buccaneers defense um, with the stats that we have pulled up here. Right now, we've improved. With one week, we went from 31st to 49th total defense in the league. We can clap for that. We can clap for that. Because, man, any improvement is good. Hopefully, we can build on this and get towards the um, middle of the pack. Because, like we said in the last podcast, if we could just be an average defense, if we could just do average things on defense, it will give us a chance to win every game for the rest of the season. Um, Cora, hit us with the rest of the stats of the players on our defense.
1: Um. So before I hop into the individual players on defense, our defense is given up 32.7 points per game and 417.5 yards per game. Levante David is leaving, leading the team with 48 tackles and one forced fumble. Justin Evans is second with thirty-three tackles. Jason Pierre-Paul has twenty-two tackles, six sacks, and one forced fumble. And Carlton Davis has eighteen tackles. And those are the key players on defense that we're going to have to look for on our Bucks defense this week.
0: For sure, I think another key player will be will be the linebacking core. We've lost Kwan Alexander for the season, so Levante David is going to lead the charge there. But um... Juan's replacement, Taylor. He's going to have to play a lot of time now. He's going to have to step up. He's going to have to fill that role. Those are big shoes to fill, but he he could craft his own game in this defense. Duffner knows him because Duffner was the linebacker's coach before being promoted to defensive coordinator, so he should put him in a great position this week to be successful going into a hostile environment.
1: Yes, Adarius Taylor is going to be stepping into Quan Alexander's spot at the Mike linebacker. Adarius Taylor, when Quan Alexander went down last week, had a phenomenal game as well. So look for him to build off of his performance last week going into this week, and I have I have the utmost confidence in him as well to step up as an every down linebacker with Levante.
0: Same, same for sure. So let's jump into the other side of the ball for our Buccaneers, the offense. Offense has still been lighting it up. Even with the turnovers last week, the offense still put up over 400 yards of offense on the Cleveland Browns defense. So we just got to make sure we're consistent and not turning the ball over and also scoring touchdowns once we get the opportunities in the red zone. So Corey, what's those stats for the Bucs offense?
1: The Buccaneers' offense has somehow improved. They've jumped from second total offense to first total offense in the NFL. So, kudos to them. We have the first total offense in the NFL. A lot of people were comparing them to the greatest show on turf. Um, we don't have a running back like that, but we have a passing attack just like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. The,
0: the numbers are similar, but I, I wouldn't go that far yet. Let's let's put the whole campaign together and let's uh see what... The 2018 Bucks due to finish. I believe the
1: that the media was just comparing the stats to them and not the actual players because, like I said, we don't have a Marshall Falk in our backfield. So that's the big difference between the two offenses. So with our offense, um, we have four hundred and forty nine point five yards per game. So that leads the league. Jameis Winston, since coming back, has 905 yards, 5 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He also has 91 yards rushing on the ground and 1 rushing touchdown. Peyton Barber has 260 yards. Ronald Jones has 45 yards and the lone touchdown from a running back. Mike Evans has 591 yards and 3 touchdowns. Chris Godwin has 308 yards and four touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson has 526 yards, three touchdowns through the air, and one touchdown on the ground. O.J. Howard has 351 yards and two touchdowns. And Cameron Bray has 101 yards and three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, we're putting up some monster numbers on offense, especially through the passing attack. And for, for our offense... Going against this Cincinnati Bengals defense. I'm really looking forward to uh, Jameis airing it out on him this this week. Once again, the LeBron James of the NFL, O.J. Howard. He can't be stopped. O.J. Howard should have had a bigger day than he had last week. And he had a great day for a tight end last week. Drop pass. Exactly. But his numbers... His numbers are about to get spooky because I don't think anybody can stop him. They put linebackers on him. Instant mismatch. They can't keep up. You put a cornerback on him, instant mismatch. They're too small. So, long as Jameis can put the ball in the right spot, O.J. Howard will always have an opportunity to make a play. And once again, I will expect him to to lead the charge um, of the tight end unit. I love Cam Brait. He was a favorite target of Jameis Winston. But when you got a talent like OJ Howard, he's just gonna demand the ball. Like you're gonna have to give it to him because he's gonna put himself in a position to be open. It's it's too easy for him. So hopefully he
1: has another big game. Like like last game. Exactly. Last game, last game, he would have had a sure thing touchdown had Jameis put a little more touch on his pass. Don't think Jameis was anticipating the linebacker to be in that spot right there to intercept the ball. Um, I mentioned it on Twitter. I gave you a shout out on it. I said that if Jameis puts a little more loft on it, it's a touchdown because nobody's catching the LeBron James of the NFL. So (laughs) I threw that in there.
0: Nobody's catching him. This is a guy that can take the ball 75 yards on a catch and run at the tight end position. So look for him to have another big day. Another guy I think will show up um, this week is Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Uh, last week he was Mr. Consistent. Uh, he caught, had over 100 yards receiving. And, again, I think he will show up again this week, have a big game. I think, actually, he will have a two-touchdown Game
1: performance. He he feasts against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. So watch, like you said, for a big game from exactly. Mike Evans. Exactly.
0: So that's my bold prediction. He will have at least two touchdowns in this game. At least um, going for this game.
1: I want to see it. I want to see two touchdowns out of Mike Evans. That'll boost his value big time for our team. Exactly.
0: It's, it's time for him. It's time for him to break out a big, big game because he is our number one wide receiver. Uh, we consider him a top five receiver in this league. And he's I mean, he's been playing consistently. I'm just waiting on that big game. I know he wants to show up. I know he wants to show up um, AJ Green on the other side. So definitely look for him. to have oh, Absolutely. That game, uh, come Sunday
1: he's been having big games he just hasn't had the touchdowns to go with the big games just yet so like you said i'd like to see a two touchdown performance out of him i'd also like to see a touchdown on a deep ball from his counterpart deshaun jackson this week who people on twitter have been saying that it's all james's fault that he can't connect with deshaun jackson and deshaun jackson is um In trade talks right now, none of that matters because he's on the field with the team right now. His mom said that he loves being a Buccaneer, so I want to see him score over the air right now, too. Oh,
0: for sure. He had the rushing touchdown last week. Um, It's great to get him involved with the gadget plays, but we got to get him the deep ball. Jameis has to hit him on a deep ball soon. He cannot miss fire on those Jameis amid those Deshaun big plays because it just fires up the entire team. you can hit a big play um, deep to Deshaun Jackson. So the opportunity will be there. He will have another opportunity this game. And hopefully in this game, that connection gets set. And it's off to the races. So the defense that we're going up against, their defense is not that great. So that's why I'm saying we can have a big day on offense. Corey, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. The numbers, because our defense is bad. But their defense is worse. What's the numbers? for the Bengals defense
1: the Bengals took over our spot as 31st total defense in the NFL at 429.4 yards per game and 29 points per game so we should have a feast day in terms of yards and points on this defense especially with their key players out I mentioned Nick Vigil's out for this game he's their second leading tackler with 51 tackles so that's going to be key for us uh, Jesse Bates is their leading tackler. He has 54 tackles. Sean Williams has 39 tackles and one forced fumble. Hardy Nickerson, huh, that's that's a familiar name. Hardy Nickerson has 27 tackles on the season. Carlos Dunlap has 21 tackles, 5 sacks, and 2 forced fumbles. And Geno Atkins has 24 tackles and 6 sacks. That is the thing that we're going to have to look out for going up against their defensive line because they have two big monsters that could feast against us
0: they really do so um whoever's playing right guard I don't know I I don't want to even mention their names it's not even I, I they're not even worth mentioning but show up on Sunday I'm sick of this <laughs> I'm sick and tired please please the show right up our position get dominated week in and week out we are calling you out like we need you to To man up, man. (laughs) Like, put in the work this week in practice and go out there, punch somebody in the mouth. Stop playing so soft. And hold down the fort and be the best lineman on the field. Actually, challenge yourself to be the best lineman on the field. Be better than the other four linemen that we have. Be better than the four linemen on the defensive end that we're going against. Be the best out there on the field because at the end of the day, you are hurting our offense and we have to put up some points. We're on the road. This is going to be a hostile environment.
1: It's going to be a cold game. So. Exactly.
0: And it's going to be a chilly game. Perfect opportunity to hurt somebody. Not hurt somebody and literally send them on the injury report. But, you know, in, in, inflict your will on them. Put them in the dirt. Exactly. Put them in the dirt. Force your will upon them. Show them why you're in the NFL. Come on now. I'm, I'm sick of this. So, So the right guard spot... Please get better. Please get better against their defense. And
1: we can only hope and pray.
0: Exactly. So with all the injuries that they have uh, to their defense and and uh, what what they're going to do, you know Marvin Lewis, uh, he's actually one of Dungey's disciples. So they'll be running some cover two. There will be opportunity.
1: And he's actually one of uh, Dirk Cutter's best friends. Yeah, I, I saw that too. They're 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 BFFs. They've been
0: friends for a long time. So.
1: Like 30, 30 plus years, so Yeah,
0: so um they'll be trying to, you know, take advantage of each other's tendencies. When you know someone They're gonna try and one up exactly. each other. But you always have to have some up your sleeve when you're playing your friend. It's like playing your friend in Madden. It's like playing your friend in two K. You gotta have something up your sleeve, like you I play y'all the time, but I got something for you today. <laughs> so we need to have something for Mr. Marvin Lewis today, Coach Cutter. And we need to make sure that our game management this week is A one. A one meaning that it's perfection going to the game. Point. It's, it's it's on, on point. It's on point. It's on point, for sure. So we're gonna touch on this briefly. Um, special teams. We can't have Cat Catanzaro. Cat- Zorro. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna mess up his name the whole season until he makes all his kicks in the game.
1: People people on Facebook call him Can't Kick Zorro. He, uh, his real name is Catanzaro. So Can't Kick
0: Zaro. That that there it is. Look, I know you made the game-winner in overtime, the longest overtime kick to win a game in, in NFL, NFL history. history. Congratulations to you. But we would not have been in that situation if you had made the first kick. If you kick.
1: made your kick to end regulation. End regulation. Yep. So
0: I'm going to need you to be perfect today. Well, not today. on Sunday. I'm going to need you to be perfect. Can you be perfect? That's what I'm looking for as we a kicker. Need,
1: we need her to be perfect. I don't want no missed extra points. It.
0: I don't want no missed field goals. I need you to get in your zone. If they have to put some headphones in your ear so that you can hear some Celine Dion or whatever you listen to to get you to mellow out, that's what you need to do.
1: (laughs) Celine Dion. I don't care what it is. Put on on that sad music. Put on that sad music.
0: Whatever's going to get you to be calm, collected, and to send that pigskin right between the arches so we can get those points because we're going to need every point that we can get to go on the road and get this victory.
1: Yep, we cannot have any missed extra points. Both kickers for the Bengals and the Bucks are eighty percent on the season, so we'll see how that kicking battle goes. If it comes down to the kicking battle, um we need to see zero get the edge over their Bengals kicker.
0: For sure and uh for for us as well, hopefully we can get a big play out of our return game. Adam Humphreys, Deshaun Jackson, hopefully Deshaun gets some opportunities in the punt return. Um I, Hope to see Adam Humphreys also on kick return. I'll, I'll actually rather see him out there try to make some plays. And uh, hopefully, maybe we could get a return. Maybe this is a game where we get a return and actually count. So I, I want to see big plays out of the special teams unit. And so we're going to go right into players to watch. Corey, who are your players to watch on each side um, of the field?
1: obviously i have aj green for the Bengals because of his size his speed his numbers his numbers speak for themselves he's got andy dalton throwing to him and he still puts up great numbers so aj green is the player for the Bengals that i want to watch on the buccaneer side i want to watch cameron break cameron break has been getting involved in the offense but still very little he's getting like one or two receptions a game Um, we'll, we'll touch on his fumble last week a little bit. Um, we can't have that cam. So I'm watching you this game. I want to see you put up some numbers along with OJ Howard. So that's my player to watch for the bucks.
0: For me, I mentioned this guy earlier, Joe Mixon. He's a player to watch because he's versatile. He can run between the tackles. He can catch out of the backfield. So we'll need to make sure we have eyes on him um for their offense on our side of the ball I'm actually gonna go with Chris Godwin I haven't talked about him we haven't talked about him on our podcast so he can have a sneaky good game for us because sometimes you have all these different weapons he could be the odd man out so he can have a sneaky good game for us this um this upcoming game and so look for him to make a big play look for him to actually make several big plays in this game so my sneaky player, the spooky sneaky player for this week will be Chris Godwin.
1: That's, that's a smart player to watch because, like you said, he can, he can break out at any given moment. He's the, he's the sleeper on our offense that a lot of people don't really pay attention to. So he, he can have a big game against the Bengals as well.
0: For sure. So what do you think will be the keys to victory uh, for us going into this matchup?
1: Key number one, forced turnovers. We didn't have a forced turnover until overtime period on special teams on the punt return by the Browns last week. We need to force turnovers in regulation. I won't count Levante David's forced fumble because it was just a turnover on down. And technically, in the stat book, it doesn't count as a turnover. So we need to force turnovers in regulation. In the four quarters that we're playing, we need to force turnovers. Force an interception, force a fumble, hit the quarterback, sack him, and get a fumble off of that. So we need to force turnovers. The turnover battle will determine the game. Last week, we were, we were grateful enough to not lose and we lost the turnover battle so but majority of the time the turnover battle will determine the game and Jameis Winston Jameis Winston throwing for 400 yards under 35 passing attempts Jameis Winston when throwing 30 or fewer times he's 11 and 3 with 21 touchdowns and 5 interceptions when you make your quarterback throw 52 times a game he's he's gonna have turnover he's gonna throw interceptions he's gonna fumble the ball so if they get his attempts down Dirk Cutter said it that we need to get the attempts down so if we get his attempts down somewhere in the 30s then I think we have a good chance to win
0: for sure I completely agree with that that actually goes right into my my first um key to the game which will be balanced on offense those 52 pass attempts in the last game I don't even think that was even necessary because that game we're we're clearly dominating for most part of the game. So we have to make sure um, we get some balance on offense. I know Jameis had a big day rushing uh, in his scrambling. And I like to see that from him because there has always been an opportunity for him to gain those first down, gain those extra yards. If no one is open and he doesn't have to force anything. And you can see the work he's put in this off season where he's trained and conditioned himself to actually – you know, run more effectively. I think he had a spin move on somebody last week. And I was like, is this Michael Vicker? This is Jameis Winston. <laughs> so, and then he dove. You saw on his touchdown run, you saw him dive from the five. And I just want to mention that to Adam Humphreys. Dive when you're close to end zone. Don't you dare you get keep, stopped.
1: You keep mentioning this to Adam I Humphreys, man. I have to man. because he should have
0: scored. <laughs> he should have scored. So, Adam, <laughs> dive when you're at the five. You can do it. You can do it. You're more athletic than Jameis. Don't let Jameis fool you. Don't let Jameis outdo you. Dive from the five <laughs> if you get a big play in this game. And then on um, the second key to the game for me looking at looking at um our team will be on defense and we have to have Andy Dalton force turnovers. We have to have him make mistakes. We have to shake him shake him and rattle him up in his own environment. So we're gonna need to get pressure and we're going to need to force some turnovers. Essentially, what the slogan is for the the Buccaneers this year. We need to recap it.
1: Absolutely, so, recap it. I like
0: what we saw. I like what we saw last week. I actually, I, correction. I love what I saw last week from the defensive line and from the pressure packages that we used against the Cleveland Browns. And I expect to see the same use, thing.
1: Use our boy Carl Nassib again. Use Carl, Carl Nassib. Give me some financial advice, Carl, Carl.
0: Help me get them dividends. Get us some dividends this Sunday. All right, help us get the money.
1: Put a put him in a standing position and, and get him rushing like that. That's how that's how the D-line is most effective. Two down linemen, two standing up, do stunts, and we get pressure on the quarterback. So let's do it, fellas. Yes, sir.
0: And that will wrap up the podcast. So we we'll be back post-game um to give you guys the rundown of what happened in this game. But make sure you guys go ahead and follow. The podcast page on Twitter, at ATB Podcast underscore. Make sure you follow the All Things Bucks account. On Twitter, is All Things Bucks TB. Actually, correction, All Things TB Bucks. So make sure you follow both accounts. And, hey, it's going to be a great weekend. I hope you guys have a safe um, Halloween if you're going out this week. If you're waiting to Wednesday, a lot of us work. So that's why we got to turn up this weekend. So make sure you guys go out and have a good time and be on the lookout for for some spooky pics of that Halloween costume.
1: And let me chime in real fast. On the podcast page... During the game, I will be live tweeting the plays, so you can go ahead and check it out on there. I will be doing a post game recap as soon as the game ends, so go ahead and follow us on there. Follow CJ on Twitter at CoreyJ863. Follow myself on Twitter at CoreyHaze407. Like CJ said, hopefully everyone has a safe weekend, a safe Halloween weekend. If you're waiting till Wednesday, have a safe Halloween and go Bucks.
0: Go Bucks, baby!